Welcome to the fifth edition of the Hunker Down Podcast, brought to you by Brendan Kerner and Lance McCurley, based out of Athens, Georgia. And them Bulldogs are also based out of Athens, Georgia, the number one team in the nation after they beat Auburn and the Tigers, the 18th best team in the country, by the final score of 34-10. to And with a little magic from College Station, we'll get into that a little bit later. But the Bulldogs, very impressive in their win. Auburn, honestly, did not play a bad game. Bo Nix, 21 for 38, 217 yards uh, through, I think, his first pick on the season or his second pick on the season. Uh, he had been not turning the ball over a lot, but we all know about that dog's defense. It uh, played very well. But Lance, what did you think about the game this past week? I thought it was um, complete and utter domination. After uh, pretty much Auburn's first drive, uh, Auburn was able to drive down the field um, and score. They only helped – Georgia held them to a field goal. But uh, I think Auburn moved the ball uh, – on that first drive against the Bulldogs, which any team hasn't really been able to do this season, especially in the first quarter. Um, but after that, I think Georgia um, went three and out in their first series. And then I believe is that's when uh, Nick's threw that interception. Well, it was obviously it was an interception, but Nicobe Dean picked it off, made a great play um, as one of the wide receivers kind of tipped the ball. And then it was pretty much, you know, there from uh, then on out, Georgia scored uh, 17 unanswered um, and went into halftime with a 17-3 uh, to lead. And uh, it was a great game on both sides of the ball. I did think Georgia's defense, um, they gave up 318 total yards. Uh, obviously, um, you know, that's the most they've given up all year, I believe. From what I saw, UGA kind of dominated both lines of scrimmages, and um, I just really think that, uh, you know, it was a uh, good, sound football game. Stetson Bennett looked sharp, especially on that beautiful throw to Ladd McConkey for that touchdown. There were some great shots of that. Uh, I think Joseph Sisson is the guy's name that uh, that caught that moment where uh, Auburn, the Auburn defender is waving uh, McConkey's towel up in the air, which is pretty funny, but... Yeah, it was an overall, it was a very, very good game. You know, nothing too special, but uh, nothing too flashy. But it uh, it's another good win for Georgia, and they're now number one in the rankings, like you said. Yeah, big, big performance. Uh, once again, going back to the defensive side of the ball, they did have over 300 yards of total offense, but only 46 rushing yards on the ground. They did a very good job of holding Tank Bigsby, one of the SEC's premier running backs, only to 28 yards on 10 carries. He, he did get in the end zone um, in that first uh, – or he did get into the end zone in the third quarter, but, you know, it was, was that they had bottled him up, up at the line. Uh, but they did a really good job as, at containing Bo Nix as well. Bo Nix had negative rushing yards. Um, he, was, he didn't really have time to throw the ball that much. Uh, for most of the first half, it seemed like he was just trying to play a pinball off the running back's backs because he was just flustered by the Bulldogs' defense. So that'll carry them on into this week's Kentucky game. Uh, but we got we had a couple guys out last week, and we've got more guys out this week. Got an injury update for us? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Kirby kind of gave us the uh, final rundown at uh, Tuesday, on last night at Tuesday's press conference. Um, it doesn't look like Amir Speed is going to be back for this week. 
pretty much same goes for uh, wide receiver Dominic Blaylock, um, Jermaine Burton, who was out last week with a groin injury, and Marcus Rosemey, who's missed the last two games, look like they're on track to play. Chris Smith uh, was working in a black non-contact jersey this week. Um, who knows if he's going to be able to play. He's, uh, I think he's listed as doubtful. And Jamari Salyer, who went out last week, has been living in his, limited in his reps. And even though Kirby said, um, you know, both those last two guys, Smith and Salyer, wanted to return last week, um, they had backups filling their place. So that's kind of the injury rundown. Of course, JT Daniels um, is more than likely going to be listed as doubtful for this game. But you're going to hear from me. I think he's questionable. Kirby sent a quote yesterday, or Kirby quoted, uh, or Kirby said yesterday that um, JT threw about 30, 40 balls in uh, Tuesday's practice, and he feels good. But who knows if he's going to be able to play. I personally think that with Bennett playing so well, uh, give JT at least one more week heading into the off week to rest, and then I think he'll fully be back for Florida. But there's kind of your uh, – Injury update going into uh, the Kentucky game. And then in going into the Kentucky game, I, I want to get into that in a second. But I have a question for you, Lance. I just want your you know, your personal opinion. Kiaris Jackson, I, I, I'm kind of questioning what his role is on the team or how healthy he is because he was a really you know big part of the wide receiving core last year, the young wide receiving core that really was only headed by George Pickens for most of the year. You know, he was that other solid guy that, you know, Stetson or whoever could rely on. Where is he? Why is he not playing more, getting more touches, you know, only punt return and stuff like that? Yeah, like you said, he played a huge role. And it was really at the start of last year, it was third Bennett, especially in that Auburn game and the Tennessee game where uh, Kyrus kind of had his, like, coming out party. But I really can't answer that. But um, I do – or the answer at least to his health. But I do think that – Having Lad McConkey step up in his place has been a huge, huge uh, uh, point of offensive success for the Bulldogs, and I think that could play a part of it too. And who knows if he's you know one hundred percent healthy? They're not going to tell us shit, but you know I do think that um, Kyrus, uh in my personal opinion, he's been playing. He he's looked great on punt returns. I mean. He's bound to break one soon. He hasn't uh, done one in his college career yet, and I think he's going to do that soon. But I just think that, um, you know, the addition of uh, Ladd McConkey um, really kind of stepping up in his role this year really kind of uh, plays down because every flute card that we get in the press box uh, for the last couple weeks, I wasn't in Auburn, but the last five weeks it would say Karis Jackson or Ladd McConkey is a starter highlighted in bold. So, and getting into this week's game, we got college game days coming back to Athens again for the second time this year. That's going to be rowdy. It's a top 15 matchup. The Bulldogs are number one in the nation. The Kentucky Wildcats are number 11 in the nation. And I do not think we will be surprised if it's another college game day scenario like we saw against Arkansas Lance because... Kentucky is a, is a good team. They are the only other undefeated team in the SEC right now. But I do think we cover whatever spread Vegas throws out. I think, you know, opening right after Georgia's win last week, it was about 24, which was insane for a 1-11. Yeah, it was, you know, it was insane for a 1-11 matchup. 
But, I, I, you know, Georgia leads the series all-time 60-12-2. to 12 to 2, And, I, you know, they've won the last 11. I think they make it 12 this week. Lance, why do you think? College game day is also coming, but so is SEC Nation. So, uh, you and I, if you're listening to this, Brennan and I will be out there uh, doing press interviews at 11 a.m. on Friday morning with, you know, Tebow and I think Laura Rutledge was on the uh, agenda. Chris, not Chris Fowler, uh, Reese Davis. So, be cool. But, um, yeah, I think that Georgia's going to win this game easily. Kentucky's always a very, very physical team. Um, like you mentioned, Georgia leads the all-time series by a lot, and uh, I think that Georgia's going to win this game by a lot. The last time uh, Kentucky beat Georgia was in 2009 in Sanford Stadium. The Wildcats won 34-27. to um, That was, I believe, Aaron Murray's redshirt freshman year, or no, that was the Joe Cox year, so if that tells you anything. Um, Georgia is a lot better than that team in 2009, and they're a lot better, I think, than uh, what the result was last year. Georgia only beat Kentucky 14-3. And that was on uh, kind of the heels of uh, I think it was coming off coming off that Alabama loss, and Georgia relied on uh, Zamir White to rush for about 134 yards. I think he had both touchdowns. I know Stetson had two interceptions in that game, um, but I do think that uh, Georgia dominates this game. Um, you know, I think from the get go, I have some notes here that I'll go to. Um, Kentucky's offense this year is averaging 31 points per game, while Georgia's offense is averaging 39 point points per game. Um, I think Kentucky's offense looks a lot better this year, um, being run by uh, grad transfer Will Levis from Penn State. He's completed 87, 135 passes for over 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. But the key here is that he has six interceptions. He's kind of like Nick's, in my opinion, on the film. His just kind of rolling around the yard, just throwing it and trying to fit it into tight windows. And he has those six interceptions, and this is their seventh game. So he's averaging about one interception a game. But he's also very versatile, and he's rushed for 163 yards and three scores on the ground. Um, he's a dual threat. However, uh, he's, he's not the face of the offense, in my opinion. I think the Kentucky uh, face of the offense is Chris Rodriguez, who we mentioned earlier. He's totaled 779 yards and five scores to Kentucky's first six games. Um, he's an absolute beast, and he's averaging 6.4 yards per attempt. Uh, he also has a little bit of a supporting cast around him. At tailback, he has Cavazia uh, Smoke, who has about 263 yards and a score on the ground. But I think the biggest uh, pickup besides Levis for the Kentucky offense is the addition of former Nebraska wideout Wandell Robinson. I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, but uh, Mr. Robinson has been a huge help um, for Levis and the Kentucky offense. He's leading the Wildcats with 37 receptions for 524 yards and four scores. Um, last year, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, yeah. last year Kentucky's Josh Ali uh, and Isaiah Epps. They're returning. I think they were their top two receivers from last year for uh, touchdown Terry, uh, who's now gone. Um, they're deep threats as well, but. Kentucky's mainly a rushing offense, averaging only 214 yards per game on the ground. Um, on the other hand, Georgia currently ranks number four in the nation in rush defense. Um, the Bulldogs are limiting opponents to uh, just 64.2 yards per game. So that's kind of the rundown. Um, Kentucky has a very, very great offensive line. 
and defensive line, like I said, and Kirby said this week, they're very, very physical. But uh, I know that they're going to be missing uh, some guys on that defensive line. And Octavius Oxidine and Marquand McCall, um, who are two of Kentucky's best uh, pass rushers. And I think that Ali, Josh Ali, wide receiver, is uh, doubtful too. So I think that, uh, you know, they're coming off a big emotional win off of LSU, but, you know, they're coming into a packed house through 30. CBS game, Georgia's going to be juiced. I don't think that uh, the number one ranking gets into their heads this week. They just keep rolling like they usually do. Yeah, I think uh, that is uh, true for the Bulldogs this week. And and kind of going back to uh, the game, I think the only way Kentucky makes it close is through their defense. You know, like you were mentioning earlier, they have a couple guys out on their defensive line, but their front seven is pretty good about getting 40 sacks on the year. So about two a game, which isn't too terribly bad, especially for uh, playing in the SEC. But I think what, you know, the game plan is going to be a lot different than it was against Arkansas, where it's, you know, pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. This team is a lot more heavy up in the front seven, and they the, the defensive secondary only has three picks on the year, which they're not even averaging. Um, they're averaging like half a pick a game. So... I think this comes out at quarterback. I'm, we're assuming it's Stetson Bennett um, for the moment. You know, uh, he can probably capitalize on getting the ball out to McConkey and uh, you know Mitchell and some of these other guys in this game. Especially, I think Brock Bowers has a big game. He's a little quiet last week. You know, a little quiet meaning two receptions for like 59 yards. But I still think he's going to have a really big game this week. And my score prediction for the Bulldogs and the Wildcat. SEC Nation, College Game Day, spread. I don't, I don't know what the spread is currently sitting at right now, but I'm going to go ahead and guess it's around 18, 19, something like that. But Bulldogs, 41. Wildcats, 13. Mark it. So you're giving, you're giving Kentucky a touchdown. I do think, I do think Chris Rodriguez is, is a really good uh, running back. He is Yankee-esque. And, and one of their premier backs in the SEC. I think it's going to be one of those where they have a good drive. It may even be to start the game. Uh, you know, they might actually come out against this Georgia defense and do something kind of like South Carolina did weeks ago where they have a big play down the sideline, maybe to Wandale Robinson, and then, you know, Chris Rodriguez pounds it in. But after that, it's a, it's a window break for the Bulldogs. A couple field goals, 41-13 Bulldogs. No, I think Georgia's going to win this game handily. Um, I'm going to go 37 to 10, dogs. Um, I think, uh, you know, dogs are going to come out and dominate, um, play to the crowd. And just kind of like last week, you know, just that second half just kind of wear them down. Um, I do think that if Kentucky is going to score a touchdown, it's going to be in the second half uh, against kind of a worn down Georgia defense, but still, you know, not dominating in all facets of the game, but just kind of keeping them in check. So, uh, you know, that's my that's my pick. It's uh, 37-10 Georgia. All righty. That'll wrap it up for this week's episode of the Hunker Down Podcast. As always, Lance and I appreciate the love, the support, the listens, the audience, the fans. Hunker Down Nation, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next week.